a podcast. Did your radio show get canceled? Fire, fire, fire. Low down and filthy, but the discipline is on point. Schooled myself, made my own dojo. A cold flow with the whole dose of soul. Maintain composure, even in fury. An anomaly, properties undiscernible to mere peasants. Use weapons that level entire area. Scarier than This week on The Million Dollar Plan, we talk to Tatiana. I'm interested to know what she thinks she's on uh, the other side of the country, which is the great part about, I don't know, having an internet show or a phone i don't know we've been talking to people on the other side of the world for decades I, I, I like to act like i'm unique to this anyway we welcome tatiana to the program now tatiana hello hello good morning so uh, what brings you to the million dollar plan this week well i uh, definitely have been trying to work towards being debt free and um, looking for some guidance on how to get there invest and uh, change our situation for the best for the future and uh, heard you were great at that well you've gotten the you, future you've gotten bad information so let's try anyway <laughs> uh, so Tatiana let's go through the details of your life uh, you are sure. uh, 46 years old or am I just making up numbers here 46. All right, so you're 46 years old. Abri, if we can go full screen on that, if possible, let's, there we go. Uh, your gross annual income for your household is $78,000. Who's involved in that? How many people are those income is that? So that is just my income. And uh, we did have an additional 190000 but my husband was just laid off. Okay, so this just got interesting. So you had a hundred, we'll, we'll stay full screen here. You stated you had 190000 more then your $78,000 income, and when was he laid off? He was laid off uh, January 27th, but he has a decent severance package, and he will continue to get that until the end of March. And then how much, uh, so it's a monthly payment? He gets his regular pay, plus his bonus, plus all his uh, PTO time off, and um, uh, additional four weeks on top of that. Holy cow. So... Um, so, but, but not in a chunk, it was in a monthly right. payments. Yeah, right. So on a regular weekly pay cycle until the end of March. And you're 46. How old is he? Same age. Okay. And is he in a field which he can find employment once again? He is. He is a software engineer with a computer science degree and he's been in VP and senior director level management. So I know this is not the point of our show today, but it's always important to point out uh, fun facts. That's a field where not only are there good jobs, there are good paying jobs, and there's almost more jobs than there are people in that field. Would, would you agree with that? You're, Correct. Yeah. So, so you guys yeah. aren't panicking I'll, by any means. Not yet, but we are looking um, at nearby states because there's not as many tech jobs in Arizona. Okay. So, so that's interesting because then you, you're talking about uprooting lifestyle and it affects housing and transportation. Um, what's your stress level right now? I mean, one to 10, 10 being you're freaking out. <laughs> Where are you at? Um, about a month ago, I was totally freaking out. Okay. Um, and, uh, but we were very strategic in what we needed to do because at that time, our financial situation was 
not good. Our emergency savings was not where it should have been for our income level, and we had to move some things around, and I feel a little bit better. Sure. Um, I will feel better once he has a, a job, but he does have some interviews lined up. So, um, so yeah. And so my, my question, my million-dollar question, uh, which is a different question than I usually ask, is what was your lifestyle like? prior to him getting laid off? Were you living uh, at your means, below your means, above your means? Where were you? Well, we had, in the, for the first time in our lives, um, put ourselves on a budget last July. Okay. Using an app, and we're really trying to reduce our lifestyle, but I can't say we've done a, a great job on it. I mean, we were empty nesters with a home, you know, two incomes with the flexibility to pretty much do whatever we want. So, I mean, I did buy a new car last year, and he has motorcycle and a boat. And Man, he can get around. Spoil our grandchildren, so <laughs> there's that. What is he, James Bond? He's got a boat, a motorcycle? Does he have, like, a, a paraglider, too? Like, what are we dealing with? Uh, we have stand-up paddle boards. Not as exciting as paragliding, but... Uh, we like being on the water, so Can I ask we a, scuba dive. Let me ask a really so. dumb question, and this is, uh, I'm known for my dumb questions. I'm sort of, if you look on my Wikipedia page, it says, asks dumb questions. Um, <laughs> it, it probably does, to be honest. Uh, so w where do you go on the water in Arizona? Is there a bunch of water in Arizona? What am I missing? Yeah, so we like to call them lakes, but in comparison to what uh, the Midwest calls a lake okay. it's more like a pond okay that's true so, and only when there's rain so we actually moved to a, an area in arizona which is close to a, a lake yeah um but it's you know seasonally at a level where we can actually get in the water so wait you, you're, you're boat. your boats and paddle boards become uh usable after it rains Okay, I mean, I'm not judging. I don't want you to summer, think I'm judging. That sounds so, a little crazy. No, like by the end of summer, the water levels are so low, you're hitting rocks. So. so, so like the value of like if you're like maybe we'll sell the boat, you have to wait until it rains and be like uh, <laughs> like on a really rainy day, you jump on Craigslist right. and you're like, hey, we got a boat if anybody wants to use it while it's right. raining. Yeah, it, I I kind of feel like it's that situation where right you're the happiest when you buy the boat and the happiest when you sell it so totally. it is on the list of things in case you know we can't find a a new job that's always sell, I, so. I, that's always my advice when I, i'm like hey, don't buy a boat but anyway that's neither here nor there um you got 30 right. 30 grand in savings or so or am i making that number up about about 35 okay. in emergency savings and seven thousand in our hsa okay yeah man so this is interesting right you've got until the end of march from a cash flow standpoint to get stabilized. But then beyond that, from the assets set back, it gets a little nerve wracking. Right. So we ended up also, um, I took 10K out of my annuity. It was like penalty free okay. and used that to pay off my daughter's um, college tuition. She's at a private university and this is her last semester. Okay. And that was a good, Twenty three hundred a month. Right. Shocker. She said, "Yeah." So, and then we paid off our Parent Plus loan uh, and um, a furniture zero interest loan yeah. because we were, yeah, trying to leverage right, getting rid of the debt and also throwing down cash for 
whatever may come. Right, so, okay, so I, I like this. It, by the way, in July, you said you, you basically what you said uh, is that in July you started giving a damn about budgeting. Like, what led to that? Like, Pretty much. Yeah, what, why? Yeah. What, what happened? Um, I was sick and tired of making lots of money, but not having really enough to do, like, a really nice vacation, or, um, I mean, we've been married for 27 years, and it's like, right, so it was like, we had only been debt-free one other time in our lives, and that's when my husband went back to school full-time when he was 30, and so lifestyle creep definitely happened after the income went up and uh i'm kind of on this like minimalist simple simplified journey for myself and i yeah so i'm kind of like let's get rid of this and create the life we really want for the future and and part of that is paying attention to our our budget (laughs) yeah yeah let's uh what's interesting let's not gloss over this because you're like the great american story you got married when you were 19 is from what from what what i right uh, you've got mm-hmm. how many children? Two adult children, and girls. And grandchildren. As of last night, you have another grandchild. Right, yes. So we have, a, yeah. And, and your husband went back to school when he was 30, so he could be in a position to be making $190,000 a year. Right. So before that, he worked in the car service industry as a manager. What? Wait a second. So, I'm not kidding. This is like an amazing story. Uh, so you got yeah. super young. Um, yeah. You worked, uh, let's say, blue collar sort of hybrid position. Right. Educated yes. yourself. Now, what were you doing at that time? So I was actually um, homeschooling our children at the time. Okay. And then when he decided he wanted to go back to school, we sold everything we owned and moved in with my mom. And he did school full-time even through the summer for three years to get his degree. And that was actually the same, when he graduated the same year, the tech bubble first. Okay. yeah. And we had no idea whether or not he was going to find a job. So um, we moved back to Arizona at that time, and um, we bought a house without a job. <laughs> and... Uh, rest was history because that was like lifestyle creep started happening because he got the job and things like that but what? and then i i supported our family on like 750 an hour while he was in school because that's all i could make oh at the gosh. time you've come so far you've come so far and we slept on a futon for three years well, it's like college um, <laughs> Yes, it was exactly like college. <laughs> and then after he graduated, I went back to school and got my degree. So uh, we're, we're, this is an interesting thing for me because you guys then got to a point where you're making a ton of money. This spirit of minimalism starts to creep in. Um, you've got to be very proud of where you've come from uh, being married for 27 years. But now we've hit a, a pretty big bump in the road and you don't seem mm-hmm. you don't seem tremendously shaken. You seem you've got like a quiet confidence about you. Do you feel that way, or are you good at masking things? Um, I think I hold it all in. There's definitely a level of anxiety happening, um, but I also am optimistic because I feel like he's gotten a new lease on life. He needed this 
the last two years have been extremely stressful. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a good time for us to reinvent what our future looks like. Sure. And I think either way, we'll, we'll figure it out and we'll be okay. We've gone through much worse circumstances. Right. So it's not like we have any more college tuition to pay or children to feed. So I feel like in worst case scenario, I'll start selling stuff (laughs) or or scale down our house. We have a a, a good size house for two people. So, um, you know, I just feel like the stuff and um, our lifestyle, if it needs to change, we'll we'll change it, do something different. Isn't this funny how we, as we grow as people and learn and go through experiences uh, in some circumstances, like the one you're in, you're actually now prepared to have this moment. Yes. Right. Exactly. Yep. I find that, I mean, look, we can get religious, we can get mystical, we can do whatever, but I find that brilliantly spooky and wonderful that we are, we, we almost end up prepared to deal with some garbage based on. Uh, what we've already been through. And I think it's fantastic. Right. That's, that's how you cope. Yeah. I had it happened three years ago. I definitely would have been in a different state. <laughs> no, I feel <laughs> you. Uh, I the feel The timing you. actually was okay. So. Well, let's do this. Let's take a look long-term and, and see, uh, because right now we've got some short-term instability. I want to know long-term what what your life looks at. So we've got your million dollar day calculated. Uh, so uh, Bree, if you can punch that up for us, let's take a look at uh, Tatiana's uh, million dollar day. It's October 28th of 2027. And this is based on the money you have in long-term savings now and putting away 500 bucks a month. That's 11, 28, 2027. So I will just say wherever you live at that time in 2027, three days later on, on, on Halloween, some kids in your neighborhood may be getting full-size Snickers. It's very possible. Right? Right. I mean, like, I'm going to your house. I'm bringing my kids to your house on, on, in 2027 because you're going to have full-size Snickers, which is fantastic. Uh, now, let's look at what that means for you income-wise at retirement. At age 67, you're on pace, based on what you have going on right now, to have $2.36 million. So at age 67... Uh, if nothing else changes, you don't take any more money out of your accounts and you keep putting 500 in, you're on pace at 2.36 million, which is a net monthly income of five. By the way, I can hear you writing, which I love. Like, it's just like, I gotta, oh, I gotta write, I gotta write this down. <laughs> it makes me feel like people listen to me. So I gotta, I gotta write this down. Um, you know, it turns out when I talk to my wife, she never writes anything down. Uh, anyway, uh, five thousand five. Well, I am forty-six. I can't remember anything <laughs> That's anymore. That's fair. So. Hey, you're only seven years older than me, so don't make me feel. Five thousand <laughs> five hundred and twenty-seven dollars is your monthly income, but because of inflation, right? Uh, your income is going to feel like thirty-two ninety a month. Three thousand two hundred and ninety dollars a month. All right. So here's the question. I just gave you a lot of numbers. Do you need any of those again? Um, you said it was. 5527 yep. and then inflation was 3290. Okay, so here's here's the question. Can you conceive a time in which you can afford you and your husband to live on uh $3000 in change a month right now? Could you live on $3200 a month right now? If our if we had zero debt and no including our mortgage? Right. Yes. Okay. But it would not be the retirement we would want. When your husband's job went away, uh, I assume he was putting some money away for retirement, right? 
Yeah, we had both maxed out our 401k and for the last two to three years. Okay. Um, and then when we got on this debt-free kind of thing in January, we had decided to stop contributing to his, um, one, because of the layoff, and then also um, to throw down some cash. Sure. So... So, yep. so we've got an interesting scenario in which we've got to do a couple of things. Number one, when he secures a job again, you're going to crank back up that savings, which is going to move up your million right. dollar day, and it's going to increase right. your savings for retirement. But we also have to not creep your lifestyle back up, right? I mean, hasn't right. that been your 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 lifelong problem? Yes. Yes, it has. You know. Um, here, it's this is this is interesting to me for a lot of reasons because when I when I think about your lifestyle creep issue, I, I think about my relationship with food. Like I go in these pockets where I get really healthy, and then I stop <laughs> caring for no particular yeah. reason. Is that how you've been? Are you it, starting? It's really stop? hard to persist, right? Right. We, we live in a neighborhood where lifestyle creep is natural. Right. That the income levels around us are were the same as what ours were so it's yeah it's tough what kind of cars and, do you have and how old are they okay so uh, my husband has a 2013 dodge ram 1500 truck so he's like a real and, man he's like a man like right because the boat the motorcycle all yeah. that right so yeah. and then um i am i have a 2015 Nissan Leaf. Oh, look at you. Do you drink the water that comes out of the exhaust? I could, I guess. Don't do that. Can I don't I know if that's safe. Don't do that. I, <laughs> I just, just, like, every time I see a Nissan Leaf, one was in my neighborhood the other day, I, I saw, like, a little drip coming out of the exhaust, and you hear uh, it's water, right, or, or something. I don't know. I, I've never noticed that, but, yeah, my grandson calls it my spaceship, so. How do you like that car? It's, I absolutely love it. Um, except the range, you know, it's like 87 miles, so I can never really run away from my life. But um, <laughs> I tried to get away, but I ran out of battery. Yeah. But I also work at home. Okay. So I don't really drive a lot. Sure. So here's the million dollar question. I kind of wonder why I even yeah. have the car, but I like being green. I, I got to know, do you get more anxiety over uh, running out of battery on your car or your cell phone? Um, I'm horrible at plugging in my cell phone, oh my and God. my husband plugs in my car for me. <laughs> so wait a second, um, you can't plug in your own stuff? I am so anti-technology, like it just bothers me to have to deal with all that. So... Um, I love it. I know. I love I'm like it. Like an old soul, but but last night on the way from back from the hospital because our second grandson was born, um, I was running out of battery. Oh I was my down gosh! To like seven miles, and I still had a good five miles to go. But it it like blinks at you and warns you oh you're out of juice almost. And I was like, okay, I'm like taking side roads and to get home at two a.m. in the morning. So that's terrifying. Um, yeah, I kind of push it, though. That's how I was when I had a gas car as well. If it was on E, I was like, okay, how many more miles can I go? So, yeah. So, so fossil fuels or otherwise, you tend to push them to their limits. 
Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, so here's how I look at, at your financial situation. Long term, we got some work to do, but that work is yeah. done when reemployment occurs, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, we've been carrying a, a, a lot of debt um, from a big mistake we made, and that's the one that is killing me that I just want to destroy. Uh, can I hear hear more about this mistake? So. When the housing market crashed, we had a home and we had two homes, one we were renting and one giant overpriced McMansion uh, yes. um, that we thought was our final destination and it had a casita and all this, right? It was like way too big for us, 4,600 square feet, over half a million dollar home. We took out money out of our previous home for the down payment on that home, uh. so even more stupid. So when we had to short sell because there was we had a job like uh, pay reduction at right. that time, companies were doing that. Um, we couldn't afford to keep them both, so we short sold them both. But out of that, um, we still owed to one of our creditors that HELOC that we took out to pay for the down payment on the second house. Oh man! So we had been paying that sixty k original amount for the last 10 years. Ooh, that's an expensive and mistake. Yeah, so every time I look at it, I just go, there's my, our mistake you again. Know, you know, so, th that is a, what, what you, the example you just gave is like the, the example uh, when you read about the housing meltdown. Like, were you in Phoenix yeah, at that time or in the Arizona area at that time? We were in Phoenix, and what was crazy is, is we were trying to do the right thing, right? right. So... But really, we just made all of the banks and realtors fat. All of our friends were literally walking away from their houses and buying new houses and didn't have any, like, repercussions on their credit. <sighs> so we just bought our current house two years ago once the seven years of our short sell fell off our credit. So what you were saying is your friends were doing what's called a strategic default, where you just right. let, let it go to foreclosure and you say, well... Yes. Uh, a business would do it this way because we're just doing what's best for us. Um, and then when they're defaulting on a mortgage by making it go into foreclosure, they're it's not they're not doing it out of hardship per se. What they're doing is then they're they're pocketing what would be the payment for those months to then fund the next purchase. Right. Yeah, that drives me nuts. Yeah. By the way, so I'm glad you didn't yeah. do that. Yeah, we are too. I mean, it was still strategic. It was a financial decision we had to make. We couldn't make an emotional decision, but it was hard because it it like didn't have the effect we thought it would. Sure. So it was very negative on us. So never again. So it, to me, as we sort of begin to wrap up here, I, I feel like your situation is one is it's screaming for a fresh start, right? Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and you've tiptoed into the fresh start. And now you, your hand is being forced to get the fresh start. And so the real question becomes, will you, when, you're, when your husband gets his next job, will you actually press go on a fresh start or will you continue to sort of tiptoe towards a fresh start? I, I am very, I, I look at my net worth, I look at our debt levels and I like have a side hustle of selling stuff on OfferUp because I am determined to get out of this. Yeah. <laughs> By 
2019. Like, I want to have everything paid off except our house by 2019. And then I want to just throw down and, and not have a mortgage. I have, I mean, I have our parents are in their 70s, and they have 30-year mortgages. Oh, and I do God. not want to be in that position. So I, I'm committed to, to making a change. There's nothing I need. So, yeah. Yes. I, I think it's fun, right? This is a classic example of there's a difference between having a lot of money and not needing a lot of money, right? Right. Uh, and and mm-hmm. and you have had when your husband had that last job, you guys were well over two hundred thousand dollars a year in income. You mm-hmm. had a lot of money, uh, but you also needed a lot of money. And, and right. so that transition point is going to be the difference between a successful retirement or you being yet another victim of this retirement crisis. Right. Oh, man. And you know what? There's exactly. so many chapters left to write in the book, though, too. It's not like I can say, do this, this, and hey, we're good to go. I mean, this, this is a choose your own adventure of the highest level because we're, we, we don't even know what's happening in April at this point. Right. I mean, ideally, what I thought would happen is had we continue with the income we would start doing some real investing, right? We don't really have an investment portfolio outside of our 401k and an annuity. Right. So I did open a a Vanguard brokerage account as my ER savings and put in some to the actually being investment and the rest in a, you know, money market Mm -hmm. fund just to keep that, you know, going. But yeah, I feel like we need to get back on track with that once the job comes through. Have you calculated your power oh. percentage yet? What is that? Oh. Our power percentage is a tool we use, a metric we use in our offices to say how dependent are you on your income. So uh, I'm not mm. the best way to do it is go to episode 120 of the million dollar plan uh, and just listen okay. to it, episode 120, and then calculate it. And it, uh, or watch the first episode of PeteThePlanner.tv. We talk about power percentage there. Um, and calculate it. And, and, and the scale is, uh, you'll see, but if you're below 10%, you're in trouble. If you're above 35%, you're on the path to a successful retirement. And then there's some things in between. So check that out, if you will. I will. Okay. Uh, any other things I can answer for you now? Again, I, you know, I'm not going to have a tidy answer for you, Tatiana. I'm not going to have a do this and this and you're good to go. But are, is there anything else I can weigh in on for you? Yeah, I guess. Um, and this I think we'll end up coming down to whether he has a job or not, but he does have um, a bonus expected in mid-March, and it could be anywhere between, I think, twenty and like 50000 or something, which okay. is a good chunk of change. And my first inclination is to kind of put our emergency savings up to fifty k, and then throw the rest down at, you know, car loans or the promissory note from that HELOC. Yeah. Um, how much is but left I don't on know the what's HELOC? Best. The HELOC has thirty six five. The leaf car is uh, twenty seven k, and the truck is nineteen. What kind of interest rate do you have on the HELOC? Two percent. Two. Mhm. Man, that's not bad. You almost got out scot free from that terrible situation. I know. Right. Jeez. So it hasn't been a priority to pay it off because it's like. Mm. So I, 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 so I'm going to give you practical advice because I'm not too interested in technicalities when real life uh, bumps into them. I, I, I want you also to take your account to 50 and then use the remainder okay. to pay down the lowest balance debt and try to get that thing taken care of. Okay. Yeah. Um, awesome. What, what else? Mm, 
what is better for if we, once we want to start saving and investing? Um, I like what Vanguard does with their accounts, yep. but is there a better vehicle? And I haven't explored like ETFs or anything or municipal bonds once our income goes up. So I feel like we need to look at tax saving strategies once that happens. Yeah, that's a great question. Number one, Vanguard does a great job. Very low cost investing. You can even do some tax sensitive investing through uh, Vanguard. Um, and I will say this, and this sounds like a non-answer to your question, but sometimes we get distracted by our investments. So you do need an investment mm -hmm. strategy. That's very obvious. But what is going to make or break your financial life is not your investment strategy. It's your income okay. strategy. So um, it's, okay. it's how you deal with your income. So that's why I do like something like Vanguard, because it can be pretty hands-off. And, and uh, mm -hmm. it's so low cost that you're not, you're not saying to yourself, am I getting ripped off here, which can be a big distraction. Right. Um, right. So yeah, there's my non-answer. It's uh, Vanguard's fine. Don't get distracted by your investments because your your real concern here is getting your power percentage where it needs to be. Okay, I will definitely check that out. All right, congrats on your your new grandson. Uh, if you happen to have named him Pete the Planner, that's both cool and weird, you know. But I doubt <laughs> that you did that. I, I doubt that would have. Yeah. Bye. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, best of luck. Please keep us updated. I would love an email uh, when your, your husband resecures a job and uh, let us know what you're doing. Very good. Thanks so much for taking my call. No, my into my my problem. <laughs> no, my my pleasure. Good luck. Thank you. All right. So that's it bye -bye. this week for uh, the Million Dollar Plan. You can watch this episode if you aren't already on PeteThePlanner.tv. Dig deep into your power percentage. That's this week's lesson, because when the getting's good and you're not going, well, it's going to flip back on you like it did in this situation. But I have a lot of confidence that Tatiana will turn it around. At age 46, she's already figured this out. Your 40s, uh, your late 40s to your early 50s, are the hardest time in your financial life. Uh, and it, sometimes that's even without a layoff like they're dealing with right now. So uh, that's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, I'm Pete the Planner. If you want to be on this podcast and have Pete fix your money right, then hit us up at PeteThePlanner.com slash podcast. You heard me. PeteThePlanner.com slash podcast. Log on. This is for information purposes only. It's not the Swiss financial planning device. Consult a financial divisor. Release from Everest. The fresh is fresh. And you can call me E.T. Word to John Tesh. Let me bless this harmonic presentation. It's amazing. So amazing. I'm the reason. Uh, salutations. I bring you love trying greetings. It's from a far away land. I am the soul controller. Put the remote down and let me take control. You're now a part of my zone. So enjoy yourself. Love trying can restore your health. I bring you greetings. Greetings, uh, salutations, how you doing? And is that how y'all say it? The tinkling of the keys is an homage to the little, little star. I sojourn over poetic descriptions of sound and travel to my other world. Out of this world, spaceship on my arm took me home. Filled by the ink and the megabytes and the hypertext transfer protocol. Stronger than the Skynet and the Terminator. I push faders into warp speed. Glide with ease, creating a breeze. They call a black hole event horizon. No rear view concerns. This I adjourn. 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 I adjour
Salutations, I bring you love, Tron greetings from a faraway land. I am the soul controller. Put the remote down and let me take control. You're now a part of my zone, so enjoy yourself. Love, Tron can restore your health. I bring you greetings. Uh, salutations, how you doing? And is that how y'all say it? 